Welcome to Igris Moshe A to Z. I'm Rabbi Dov Linzer, Rosh Yeshivan President of Yeshivat Chovevei Torah Rabbinical School. We're in the middle of a series relating to prayer, the letter P, and particularly with an emphasis on tefillah b'tzibur, on praying in a minyan. In the last episode, we saw that although many of the post game pretty much the large consensus and the simple understanding is that there's not a personal obligation to pray in a minyan, Rav Moshe understood that there was, because since the Gemara says that the prayers in a minyan and a tzibur are more accepted by God, that theological reality creates an obligation, that we're obligated to pray in a way that our prayers will more likely be accepted. So that was one aspect of the obligation of praying in a minyan. Um, in this episode, we're going to look at the question of exactly what constitutes a minyan. Now, that's not from the perspective of the idea of who the individuals have to be, 10 adult males and so on, but actually what I should say not constitutes minyan, but more precisely, what constitutes tefillah b'tzibur? Um, what constitutes the prayer that one is praying with the tzibur? And here, the question gets down to the fact that there are two parts of that. There is the praying that we do, each person saying their private prayers and everybody doing it at the same time, a sort of like a parallel play that is going on. And then there is the repetition of the Shemona Esrei, where one person is davening and everybody is listening. Um, and that's also seen as a type of tefillah b'tzibur. So which one is the primary? Now, why is this relevant? Well, there are a couple of cases that could have implications for this. Two most obvious are the following. Number one is, let's say I arrive late at show, and um, I know that if I skip major sections of Pesuket de Zimra, I'll be able to catch up so that I say the Shemona Esrei, my private Shemona Esrei, when the Shaliach Tzibor is repeating the Shemona Esrei. If that counts as tefillah b'tzibor, then the same way I should rush through parts of davening and skip parts of davening, so I should begin my Shemona Esrei with everybody else. I should also be allowed to or even obligated to skip parts of davening so that I could begin with the shaliach tzibor, because that is allowing me to have a tefillah b'tzibor. If the repetition of the Shemona Esrei is considered a type of a tefillah b'tzibor, and not just the prayer that we're doing, our private prayer altogether. So that's one implication of saying the repetition is considered a type of a tefillah b'tzibor. The other implication would be, um, let's say I arrive at Mincha and um, the I missed again the private prayer that everybody is doing at the same time, the tefillah lachash, and the shliach tzibor is about to repeat Shimon Esrei at Mincha. Should I wait to start my Shimon Esrei till he says, um, Kaddish, and I can answer to ka his Kaddish, and answer to Ha'el HaKadosh, and then I'll start my Shemona Esrei? Or should I start my Shemona Esrei with him, um, and say Kaddish along with him, but not in the normal mode of responding to the Shaliach Tzibor? So, if the Shaliach Tzibor's prayer is a type of a Tzilab Tzibor, and I can pray with him from the beginning, then that should take precedence, and I should do that, and just say the Kaddish with him as he's saying it, even though I'm not responding to his Kaddish like everyone else. Better to daven with the Shaliach Tzibor and have it as a Tzilab Tzibor. But if it doesn't count as a Tzilab Tzibor, then I should do the normal thing. I should answer Kaddish like everyone else, not yet start Shimon Esrei, and then start Shimon Esrei afterwards, because either way, I'm not going to get Tefillah B'tzibor, because I missed when everybody was davening at the same time. So, let's take a look at what Rav Moshe says. Um, and Rav Moshe writes as follows. Um, this is in Igris Moshe 3.9. 
And he says the following thing of he, the following header. Orachaim 3.9, Binyan Chazar Sashatz Imamit Palel Imo, who Yotze Gam Tfila Betzibor. Is the one who davens with the Shaliach Tibor also fulfill the obligation of Tfila Betzibor? And this is the Zion Adar, so it's the, uh, uh right before Purim, Yotzeit of Moshe Rabbeinu, Tavshin Lamad Aleph, 1971. So is it Tfila to daven with the Shaliach Tzibor? Um, and Rav Moshe writes as follows. He says, Is saying it with the Shaliach Tzibor kind of Tfila Betzibor? Rav Moshe says like this. So we, there's a debate in the Gemara. Rabbi Gamliel says that the repetition of the Shemona Esrei works for even people that know how to daven privately. Um, and according to Rabbi Gamliel, if that's true, why does people daven? Why doesn't everybody just the Yotze through the Shaliach Tzibor? And Rabbi Gamliel says it's really just to give the Shaliach Tzibor an opportunity to prepare his prayers. Um, but really, we are all, and we sh- could all, be Yotze through the Shaliach Tzibor. So according to Rabbi Gamliel, it actually sounds like the primary Tefillah B'Tzibor is the repetition. Not only that it's also a Tefillah B'Tzibor, but it's the primary Tefillah B'Tzibor. But Rav Moshe says we don't rule like Rabbi Gamliel. We rule that actually the Shaliyah Tzibor would not do the repetition of the Shemona Esrei at all, were it not that there were some people in the Shul that might not have to daven privately. That seems to say the reverse, that the primary issue is our private prayers, but because not everybody is able to do their private prayers in the Tzibor, the Shaliyah Tzibor is necessary to help those people who aren't able to do it. So actually, this debate of Rabbi Gamliel and the Chachamim seems to be exactly this. Rabbi Gamliel says the real prayer is the, is the Shaliyah Tzibor. Everything else is a lead-up to that, and therefore it works even for people who know how to daven. And the Chachamim say, no, the real prayer is the private one, and the purpose of the Shaliyah Tzibor is only to help people who weren't able to daven. And Rabbi Moshe says, since we rule like the Chachamim, not like Rabbi Gamliel, it's clear that the primary tefillah b'tzibor is the prayer that we are doing before the Chazar Sashatz. The Chazar Sashatz really is not serving purposes of tefillah b'tzibor. Now, before we go on, we should note reason why this debate, Rabbi Gamliel and the Chachamim, so A, it seems very much that it is dependent on the way they express what the different roles are, um, but what also is the logic to emphasize one is the tefillah b'tzibor other than the other? So, we should look at the difference when, you know, I'm davening my private Shimon Esrei and everybody else is davening the private Shimon Esrei and we're praying together. So we have all of us praying together. So we are praying as a community. We're praying in a community. All of us are doing the act. That is an obvious power that we are. My prayers, my personal prayers, they are personal, but they are connecting to everybody's personal prayers and that is prayer with and together with a community. On the other hand, what the repetition of the Shemona Esrei has is something else. In a way, it loses the individual, but it's, it changes it for the communal. We're not having a lot of individuals pray. There's only one person who's praying. That one person is representing all of us. So in a certain way, while I'm not engaging in prayer, we are now as a unified seabor Without our individual prayers, we are all praying as a unity, as a, as, as a, as a unit, as an entity, as a corporate entity, and we are all participating 
in the prayers of the Shaliyah Tzibor. Um, and therefore, there's arguments to say that that is the primary tefillah Tzibor because the Tzibor as a unit is praying. On the other hand, as individuals, nobody's praying the Tzibor. It's only as a whole unit. Now, Salavajik once had very sharp terms to describe the difference between the two. He said that when we are praying our private Shemona Esrei with ten, you know, with a minion, it's tefillah bitzibor. It's a tefillah that takes place amongst the tzibor. It's almost like I said, parallel pray. It's prayer that takes place in the presence of a tzibor, the presence of every else davening, the power of all our individual davenings coming together. He says when the Chazan repeats the Shemona Esrei, it's tefillah hatzibor, the tzibor as a unity is all as one unit, as a corporate entity, is all praying through the representation of the Shaliyah Tzibor. So it's possible, of course, to say both are true. Both are an element of Tzibor and Tzibor. Rav Moshe is creating a dichotomy, and he is siding in favor of the private Shmon Esrei, and for the simple reason that it's clear from the Gemara, according to the Chachamim, that the only reason for the repetition of the Shmon Esrei is for the people that don't know how to do their own davening. So clearly the repetition cannot be the primary. And now Rav Moshe goes on to discuss other evidence to this. And first he points out that, well, why do we repeat the Shemona Esrei nowadays if everybody knows how to daven? Because everybody's davening from a sitter. It was different in the time of the rabbis that people really didn't know because they had to memorize it because they didn't have printed sidurim and not everybody was literate. But now the question that has already come up in the time of the Rishonim is, like, why are we repeating the Shemona Esrei? So this question was asked to Rambam, why do we repeat it if people know how to daven themselves? And Rambam says, because that was the original Takana, and we keep the Takana the rabbis made to repeat the Shemona Esrei, and we don't worry ourselves as to what motivated that Takana. We are doing the Takana that after private Shemona Esrei, we repeat Shemona Esrei. And it's not a brachal batala because it's keeping within the Takana that the rabbis said. So what Moshe said is, a close read of Rambam makes it clear that Rambam is not saying, this is the Tefillah B'tzibur, and that's why we do it. He's saying, no, it really is for those that don't know, but once that's the Takana, we do it even if the reasons are no longer present. The fact that he has to justify that it's not a bracha levatala because we are doing it according to the way Chazal established it, certainly makes it sound like this is not the primary tefillah b'tzibor. This is not tefillah b'tzibor. This is just a takana that we do, that we've established for those that it was based on the idea some people didn't know how to say it. Now we just do it because that's the takana, but not that it constitutes a type of a tefillah b'tzibor. Rav Moshe even goes so far to suggest that since we're only doing it for the takana, maybe at some level it doesn't even count really like tefillah. It just feels like, it just counts as like we're doing the takana, you know, but he rejects that. He says, you know, for it not to be a brachal of a the Takana has to be that the repetition of the Shemona Esrei is considered a type of a tefillah. But nevertheless, it is clearly not the tefillah b'tzibor. Rambam would not have spoken in those terms to say, well, we're doing it because it's still a Takana if this was the primary tefillah b'tzibor. So that's Rav Moshe's basic proof. And then he goes on to bring evidence from a toast vote that we don't have to worry about. Um, and then he acknowledges that this is not black and white for everybody. And first he starts with a prima gadim that raises that as a question. He comes down on Rav Moshe's side, but he raises it as a question. And he gives this implication that we said about, should you skip Sukei de Zimra in order to be able to say Yoshman Esrei with the Shaliyah Tzibor? And he writes as follows. And he says, prima gadim, I saw prima gadim. Uh, he says, he has a question whether the repetition is considered tefillah 
הציבור. תקוסף, אם בא לבית הכנסת ורואה שאי אפשר שיתפלל עם הציבור בלחש, you come to show and you realize that I, you know, I won't be able to get to when they're davening all together, the individuals. אם נאמר חזר שהשץ נמי תפילה בציבור, but if we also consider the repetition a type of תפילה בציבור, then ויעשה דרך הסדר לדלג, then I could jump, skip sections of פסוקי דזימרה in order to catch up at least to the repetition of the שמונה אסרי. And then he says, nevertheless, Masik, his conclusion is, No, his conclusion is the real tefillah b'tzibur is the private prayers, not the repetition of the Shemona Esrei. Rav Moshe says, okay, so in the end he came out like me, but, you know, he should have come out with a more definitive because clearly my position is the right one. And then he actually brings evidence from a Ramah. And the Ramah says a similar type of a scenario that somebody who comes to show, let's say it's Mincha, should not, should first wait to answer um, Kedusha with the Shaliyah Tzibor, he should first wait to answer it and not start his Shemona Esrei till after Kedusha, and then he should start his private Shemona Esrei. Unless there's something pressing and he's in a rush, or he's right up against the la- end of the time of davening, then he should start together with the Shaliyah Tzibor. Shrav Moshe says, look, the Ramah says, preferable to not start together with the Shaliyah Tzibor, to first answer Kedusha. And if davening with the Shliach Tzibor was considered Tfilah B'Tzibor, then what sense does that make? Then you should start together with the Shaliach Tzibor. So this, he says, is evidence that it is not considered Tfilah B'Tzibor. He acknowledges that there are others like the Eliyah Rabbah that disagree with the Ramah, say you always start together with the Shaliach Tzibor, but he tries to discount them and say, anyway, according to the Ramah, the fact that we don't say you always should start with the Shaliach Tzibor, but preferable to wait and to answer to Kedusha, shows that it's not really Tfilah B'Tzibor. Now, of course, one could respond, A, we don't necessarily rule like the Ramon. A lot of Achronim don't rule like the Ramon, say you are always supposed to start with the Shliach Zibor. Um, and B, one could say that just because you're starting late within the repetition of the Shemona Esrei, the Shliach Zibor is up to Ha'el HaKadosh and then you start, doesn't mean you're not praying together with the Shaliyah Tzibor. Maybe you don't have to say everything word by word. Maybe you just have to say to some degree overlap with the Shaliyah Tzibor. And we'll see a later Tshuva of Moshe when he talks about that same scenario when it's individuals. I come late to Shul, everybody is two minutes into Shemona Esrei. When I start my Shemona Esrei and they're already two minutes in, is that Tefillah B'Tzibor? And Rav Moshe says it is, as long as there's some overlap. So this is really not strong evidence, but Rav Moshe taking these different positions, the debate of Rav Moshe of the Chachamim, certainly is the most obvious, that it starts only for those who aren't expert, and then saying that the Rambam says we're only doing it because of the Takana. All of this seems to be that the primary Tefillah B'Tzibur is the one we do prior, the Tefillah Lachash, not the repetition. Now, as we said, that is not the only approach possible. There's two other approaches. One is that they're both Tefillah B'Tzibur, and that I mentioned before in the name of the Rav. One is considered Tefillah B'Tzibur, and the other is Tefillah Hatzibur. And that way actually can acknowledge that there was a process, that first we started with private Shemona Esrei, and that was Tefillah B'Tzibur. And then when we realized that there was a need for those who did not know how to do private Shemona Esrei, and we established the repetition of the Shemona Esrei, it could be that the way we established the repetition of the Shemona Esrei was not just to say that the Shaliach Tzibur is motzi as an individual, the person who cannot daven. But, that we, who, but what we're saying is the repetition of the Shemona Esrei 
is now the entire Tfilat HaTzibur. It is the prayer of the Tzibur as a corporate entity. And as such, that's why even people who don't know how to do their private prayers fulfill their obligation, because now the entire Tzibur as a unit is praying. So that's what Rav Soloveitchik would say, that both are true. There's Tfilat Bitzibur and Tfilat HaTzibur. It might have started as a later establishment to help the person who didn't know how, but the way it works this repetition of the Shemona Esrei is to consider it that the entire Tzibur as a unit is praying. So that's option number two, that they're both possible. That, to me, speaks very powerfully. Rav Moshe now quotes those who side with option number three, which is that the primary Shemona Esrei is the repetition, and the private davening that we do is actually secondary. The real Tefillah B'Tzibur is the repetition. And here he quotes some commentators that say that, some poskim that say that. So first he says as follows, he quotes the Eishel of Ram, not written by the Prima Gadim, who writes the following, Those that pray during the repetition of the Shemona Esrei, so So if somebody is actually saying their private Shemona Esrei during the repetition, that is the ultimate, that is the primary tefillah b'tzibur. So because 10 people are listening to the shaliach tzibur, it's as if they're responding, it's as if they're all davening together, and that's stronger than our private shmonesa, because then we're all doing our private subjective reality, and we're just parallel praying. Here we're all connecting to the prayers of the shaliach tzibur, that is a true tefillah b'tzibur, that's the one that really counts, and if you're saying your private shmonesa then, that's... Oh, even a better Tfilah B'tzibur than why does everybody not do it because that's not the way it was set up. But the real Tfilah B'tzibur is the repetition. And Rav Moshe says that's definitely not correct for the reasons that I said. Who cares that they're listening? The whole repetition of the Shemona Esrei is for those that are not able to daven for themselves. So going back to that point that it's really just for those who can't daven, as opposed to hear an opinion that is primarily for the real, the, the repetition of the Shemona Esrei is where things start. That is the real Tefillah B'Tzibor. That seems to say it is not just for those who do not know how to daven. And this is the approach that the Chassam Sofer takes. And Rav Moshe really does not like this Chassam Sofer, not only because it goes against him, but because it sort of, it makes all these assumptions that our Rav Moshe doesn't buy into. But the Chassam Sofer's approach in this tshuva that Rav Moshe is about to quote, which also is sort of fleshed out in the Chassam Sofer's Chidusha on Rosh Hashanah, which Rav Moshe uh, did not, does not cite, might, and it might have been that they weren't published when he was writing this, is that we actually rule like Rabbi Gamliel. We actually rule that the primary tefillah was repetition of the Shemona Esrei, and the only reason we say it privately is to prepare the Shaliach Tzibor for his prayers. Okay, And nevertheless, if you knew how to pray yourself and you were a bucky, then you can't just rely on the Shaliach Tzibor. So he sort of works out some of the details, but he actually says the primary a prayer is the repetition, and because we actually rule like Rabbi Gamliel, that in principle, the Shaliyah Tzibur could be mozi, even people who know how to pray, and that's where it starts, and everything is a lead-up to that. Okay, so Rav Moshe, though, does not like this at all, and he says, Again, this idea that when you're davening with the, the repetition of the Shemona Esrei, that is the primary tefillah b'tzibur. So he says, when you're davening prior to the repetition, that's really private prayer. Imagine telling people that. When everybody's davening together, not really tefillah b'tzibur. That's private prayer. It's only when you stay around to the other repetition, then you're really doing tefillah b'tzibur. 
Okay, rock mashiach motzi rabim zeh one person is being motzi and they're all being brought together through one person's prayer, that's tefillah b'tzibur, not when you are doing it individually. Okay, and then he goes on to say why he really doesn't like this for the reasons that we've said. Rav Moshe says the whole emphasis is for those that aren't bucky, according to you. It really doesn't matter if you're bucky or not bucky. Fundamentally, the shliach tzibur should be motzi, and the chasam sofer really says that's actually the case. So this is the position of Rav Moshe, and that it is really, though, the prayer that we do privately. Now, just to briefly mention, besides those implications about skipping and so on, two or three other tuas of Rav Moshe that I think are logically connected to this. Because once you are emphasizing that the prayer of Tefillah B'tzibor is what we're davening individually at the same time, you're really moving away from this idea of being a corporate entity. Like we said, that idea is really about the repetition of the Shemona Esrei. But if for Rav Moshe, that's not at all part of Tefillah B'tzibor. It's all what we're davening when we're parallel. So everybody's davening their own thing. We're all doing what I've called parallel pray. It's hard to see that as a corporate entity. And once we don't see that as a corporate entity, there are implications for this that might actually allow a certain amount of latitude. So Rav Moshe has a couple of two votes that seem, without him articulating this, but in my mind, seem to be based on this emphasis that it is these pro- silent monastery that's Philip at Seaboard, that's not a corporate entity, and that allows for a certain amount of variety. So what do I mean by this? Well, first of all, in a tshuva in Orchaim 3-4, from 19 Marchesh von Tefshin Lamed Aleph, so this is 1971, the question was, that you basically came late, and everybody was a minute or two minutes into Shimon Esrei, and you started after everybody started. Does it count as tefillah b'tzibur? So it doesn't exactly spell out what the implications are, but maybe similar implications. If I can jump in and it counts as tefillah b'tzibur, I'll skip over psuke dezim or other types of things. If I start a few minutes after them, but they're still davening, does it count as tefillah b'tzibur? And Rav Moshe says without any textual evidence that he does. He says, yes, it is. Why? It's obvious why. He says, look, even if everybody started at the same time, two minutes in, everybody's at a different place. You know, as one person is, one person is a slow davener, one's medium, one's fast. You know, they're all in different places. And and they all finish at different times. And nevertheless, it's considered Philip at And I think what he's saying is exactly this. If everybody had to pace themselves exactly at the same time to make it a Philip at that we all had to do it together as a corporate entity. So, okay, you start late, you're not part of it. But that's not how it works. We're all doing it at our own pace. We're all faster, slower, finishing later, finishing earlier. So clearly the concept of tzibur here is not a unified single type of a prayer. It is multiple prayers taking place in the same context. And therefore, says Rav Moshe, it doesn't matter even if you start late. Now, of course, one could distinguish and one could say, if you all have the beginning starting point, that brings them all together in some type of a group. They might not have to be a corporate entity, but maybe they have to be a group. Now, what places you in the group that you started at? the same time. But Rav Moshe rejects that. As long as there's some overlap, everybody is praying B'tzibor. He doesn't exactly address the case of, let's say, you never have 10 people praying at the same time. You know, first three overlap with the next four, which overlap with the next three. Does that count as Tefillah B'tzibor if you don't have 10 overlapping? Presumably not. But again, I think the point here is clear. 
since he's rejecting the idea of a corporate entity and he's talking about individuals praying at the same time makes it feel a bit seaboard, then he allows for people to be at different places and even to start at different times. That's one implication. The next implication is in Akuva in Archaim 2.23 from Tavshin Chaf Gimel, 1963. And the question was, you are Ashkenaz and you go to a Sephardi show. Are you allowed to say in private, at least, your own Nusach? Can you daven Nusach Ashkenaz? Shrav Moshe says, look, when it comes to saying Kedusha and answering to the public things, even if you're going to answer under your breath, um, it's still a Tzibor experience saying Kedusha. And since it's a Tzibor experience saying Kedusha, you cannot say your own Nusach. But when you're davening your private Shimon Esrei, fundamentally that is not a Tzibor experience. It's private, even though that's Tzila B'Tzibor, and you can say your own Nusach. Pretty mind-boggling. He says the following, Things that can only be done in a Tzibor, you don't say Kedusha if you're by yourself, you have to say it, even if you're going to not say it audible to other people. This is uniquely a Tzibor experience, and therefore you have to say it in the Nusach that everybody else is saying it. But in your private Shemona Esrei, even though this is Tfilah B'Tzibor, because there's 10 other men around and you're davening in a minion and so on, nevertheless, the Shemona Esrei as a core unit can t- takes place even privately. And since you're saying it and nobody can hear you, and fundamentally it's a private, even though right now it's in the context of a tzibur, you can say with your own nusach. Okay, and therefore, and even though you're saying Ashkenaz and everybody around you with their private shmoneh is saying Sfarad, since we're all davening together, it's considered tzibur b'tzibur. So notice again, Rav Moshe is saying, People aren't starting at the same time. They're not ending at the same time. They're not in the same place. This one is davening Ashkenaz. This one is davening Sfarad. Everybody's doing their own thing, okay? But we're doing it all together at in parallel with 10 people, with 10 men around us. That is constitutes Tfila B'tzibur, even though it's really a collection of, you know, different types of prayers taking place um, at the same time. The last two of Moshe I want to mention, all of these taking them on their own, even without this conceptual framing, have significant halachic implications. Exactly about this. Can I daven my own nusach by my private Shmona Esrei? Am I Yotzei Tefillah B'tzibur when I start after everybody else? So here's a third shuva that's important in terms of this, of what constitutes Tefillah B'tzibur. And this is from Orchaim 128, and this actually continues for three Three two vote twenty eight twenty nine and thirty, and this was from Kafchet Elo Tafshid Yudbet nineteen fifty two, and the question here was the following: Does it count as Tefila B'tzibur when only six men or seven men or whatever are davening Shmona Esrei? And Rav Moshe says it absolutely does not. He says if a Tzibur is defined as ten men, then you need all ten to be praying, or else you're not. A tzibur isn't praying. He says, we would not say the majority. The same way if you have to, I don't know, eat a kazayas in order to bench um, or to fulfill your mitzvah of matzah, we wouldn't say, well, you ate the majority of a kazayas. A kazayas constitutes eating, so you need to eat the whole kazayas. So 10 men constitute a tzibur. So for it to be a prayer of the tzibur, you need all 10 men praying. When is it that we find in the post scheme that they say that if a majority, you know, is obligated, that's enough? He says that's for questions like saying Kaddish and Kedusha, um, saying things that you already have the minion 
And the question is, so you have 10 men, you have the minion. Can you say these things that require a obligated minion? So if the majority of the minion is obligated, that's enough to say that now the minion could say Kaddish. But you start with the minion. And the only question is, can it do the things that they, as a, as a minion, are obligated to do? Well, you need the majority of them to be obligated. But Shimona Esreg, and he says, that doesn't start with, we're all a minion and can we be obligated to daven tefillah b'tzibur? No. It starts with the idea that we are 10 people, 10 men doing our individual davenings, which we would do with or without a minion. And for it to count as we have a tefillah ha-tzibur, you need the entire tzibur praying. So this is what Rav Moshe says. And again, this emphasizes that we're not a corporate entity. Because were we a corporate entity, right, were we to look at the 10 fundamentally as a corporate entity, we could say, okay, you have a big unit, the whole unit is here, made up of 10. The majority of them are davening. That's like the entire corporate entity is davening. The same way that's what Rav Moshe says by Kaddish and Kedusha, that if the majority has to say Kaddish, then you can say it. But because you have the fundamental 10, you could have said that about the davening itself. If you looked at it as one entity, then it would be defined by its majority of the members are praying. But Rav Moshe says it's not one entity. It's 10 individuals who are praying, and therefore you need the hold Seabor to pray for it to be counted as a tefillah b'tzibor. So again, let's review what Rav Moshe has said. First of all, he has said that the primary tefillah b'tzibor is the 10 individuals praying their tefillah slachash, not the repetition. That rejects two other possibilities. One is that the primary one is the repetition because everybody is praying as a corporate entity. That's the position of the chassam sofer. It's actually probably the position of Rambam, which Rav Moshe actually pretty much concedes. And then the interesting uh, middle position or combined position, which is they're both an, a dimension of Tila B'tzibor. Tila B'tzibor and Tila Hatzibor, the position of Rav Soloveitchik. And this is ultimately linked to some degree to the debate of Rav Gamliel Nechachamim, whether the repetition of Shimon Nesri is only for those who are not able to daven, or whether fundamentally it starts with the, with the Shaliyah Tibur's prayer, and everything else is a buildup for that. So that's the basic question with implications about skipping and so on. And then we saw that since Rav Moshe focuses on the 10 individuals and not on a concept of corporate entity, that has implications. That means that you can daven different nusach from other people. Everybody is davening their own nusach. Again, it is not a unified single prayer. Um, it means that we can start at different times. I can start, even if I started later, it's Philip because again, it's not unified. Everybody's at a different place. And what it finally means, and this is maybe a little bit harder to see exactly, but I think it's completely consistent, is that it also means we need all 10 of us praying. If we were a corporate entity, we could say it's sufficient if the majority of us pray. Because as one big unit of 10, the majority is praying, that's like the unit is praying. But as 10 individuals, for it to be considered a tefillah b'tzibor, we need all of those individuals, we need the whole tzibor praying, because the tzibor is made up of 10 distinct units, not of one unit that could be defined by its majority. So in these various ways, we see the way Rav Moshe defines what tefillah b'tzibor is, and a whole range of conceptually interesting implications and practical implications. I would just end by saying that I think there's something really powerful in his approach. Well, I think there's something very powerful in saying that the Chazar Sashats and its entire corporate entity and everybody's coming together as sort of as one unit, praying to God as one unit. There's also a power, almost a nice sort of, um, you know, that gives weight to the individual and gives weight to a certain type of, I wouldn't say very much as a pluralist, but nevertheless, there's a certain sort of spirit of pluralism here of also in other places recognizing, you know, that people come from many 
many different places. You know, we don't have these tight-knit seaboards that we used to have before. People are coming with all different traditions to recognize, and, you know, maybe particularly in the reality of America, this is a very sociological read. I'm not saying that that's what informed it, but it is sort of in line, you know, there's some definite parallel here to thinking about this idea that a sense of community now does not mean that everybody is doing exactly the same thing. They could have unity without having uniformity. You could have a loose collection of individuals all sharing the experience, all very true to their subjective realities. And nevertheless, the fact that it's all being done together still creates that aspect of Tzibor. I think there's a real sort of theological, religious, communal power to thinking about that as the model. Again, for me, I like for a various range of reasons, the idea of both models as a power to both. But it really is interesting seeing the conclusions that become drawn about everybody doing their own thing. And as long as we're all doing it together, then we all are actually praying with Sibor. So these are the two major discussions in Rav Moshe, the last episode about the obligation of Tfilah Sibor. And here, what actually is the tefillah b'tzibor, which part of what we do during davening, the private or the repetition, constitutes the primary tefillah b'tzibor. So till next time, look forward to learning with you all again. Be well. Thanks for listening to Igros Moshe A to Z with Rabbi Dov Linzer, now celebrating over 10,000 listens. This podcast is brought to you by Yeshivat Chovavei Torah and is a project of the Lindenbaum Center for Halachic Studies. With close to 150 rabbis in the field, YCT is leading and inspiring Klal Israel with a Torah that is nuanced, compassionate, and contemporary. Check out yctorah.org to learn more.